Good morning, my family. New Beginnings Church. We're going to praise and worship our King this morning. Amen. Huh? Oh, yeah, here we go. Lift up our voices. Gratitude. Come on, surrender to the Lord this morning. Oh, yeah.
Lord, for your grace and your mercy, Lord, your favor, your protection, and your provision, your overwhelming comfort, Lord, and your presence over every single one of us, Lord, undeserving. So, Lord, as we prepare our hearts this morning, Lord, to be a part of something so special, Lord, to commemorate, Lord, the sacrifice, Lord, the ultimate goodness that you dis displayed for us, Lord, every single one of us on the cross when you gave yourself up, Lord, and you became sin, Lord, for my redemption, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for how good you are to us, Lord. Church, I'm going to invite you to just meditate for a quick minute as we prepare our hearts for communion, if you have communion elements. If you don't, our ushers will be going around. Why don't you just be in prayer for a few minutes, just for a few seconds. may be seated. What a powerful, powerful song. And I love the line where it says we have 2020 sight, eyesight. To look back to see from where he's brought us. This is a day of celebration. And as we take communion, we do celebrate. We celebrate his death and his resurrection. And I say celebrate his death because he willingly went to the cross for us. So in the night that the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He gave it to the disciples. And he said to them, this is my body. He gave thanks, knowing that he was going to give up his life for us. So as you hold the bread, I want you to think of the things that you have endured up to this point in life, but the things that you have done wrong that he already paid for, and he's saying you're free. Quit carrying that guilt. Quit carrying that shame. Letting him free you letting him completely pour himself out into you. So God, we hold this bread and we say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. And we eat this bread in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ who made the bread. And likewise, he took the cup. When he took the cup, he gave thanks once again, and he said, 
Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for it is my new covenant. This is my blood. I'm sealing this with you. I'm making a promise to you that I'm going to come back, and I'm not going to drink of this cup again until I come back. So I love you, and I'm going to pour myself out. And as I empty myself, I want you to know I'm doing it for you. So thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives us the forgiveness and shedding of our, of our sins that makes us whiter than snow. Thank you for what you do for our life and how you do that. Thank you for freeing us from the clutches of sin. This is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may drink of the cup. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. With great celebration, we have taken this communion. And we continue to worship your holy name. In the name of Christ our Lord, would you stand with us and continue to worship and just tell him, thank you, God. You truly are so amazingly good. Oh, just sing it out and celebrate.
And for that, we give you all praise and all honor and all glory. For you are good. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 He is good, right, church? He has done good things for you. If he's done something good for you, let's just give him a hallelujah today. Amen. That's who he is. He is good. Can you turn to someone right now and just say welcome into the house of the Lord in this place? Otra vez, here we go. Take two and cut. This time with no battery issues. And cut. This time we turn on the microphone. It is good to see you in the house of the Lord. It is good to see you. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online. Amen. What's the matter? It's always something with me in this microphone, Roxy. I listen. It's always something. Can we just give a shout out for our tech guys? They have to keep up with us, man. Hey, family, my name is Michael Romero, and I want to welcome you into the house of God, amen. And we feel the presence, amen. We feel his presence. We feel his touch this morning, amen. And he is good. Amen. My name is Roxy, and it is my honor to amen. join with you in worship. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning because we have an almighty God. And it was just amazing amen. to hear this mighty choir mm-hmm. out here just worshiping with God. That's what we do. That's right. Him. No more need for volunteer cards. You guys already by default volunteered as a choir. All of you are signed up to well, volunteer for the choir. <laughs> hey, thank church, you. we want to catch you up on some of the things that are going on here at New Beginnings Church. Look, church, um, New Beginnings Church, one thing we've always, since July the 7th, 1982, was when Pastor Richard walked into or drove into Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, he said, you know what? Healing and restoring lives through the love of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do. And that was over 42 years ago, and we continue to do that. Still a good message. Amen. Still a necessary message. Very necessary. It's always going to be relevant. So, church, one way that we do that, right, we believe so much at the core of who we are at our families, and we, we, we pour into families. And how do we do that? Um, we might not have this big, except for like Sundays and Wednesdays, right, but this core group of saying we have a family night but we pour into men and women of God. We pour into our young people. Roxy, tell us what's going on in the life of the women of the church. Let me tell you what we do for the women of the church. Coming up in March, and there's information that will show up behind me. All the dates are there because I'm terrible with dates. It has to be in my calendar. But listen, um, one of the things that we do for the women of God is we try to help you grow, become powerful women, powerful leaders in your home, powerful leaders in your family, in your community, in your workplace, that you can shine the light of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we do that is we have this getaway out in Glorietta this year. It's an overnight trip. 
Um, we just opened up more more beds because more of you wanted to more uh, spots because more of you wanted to um, participate. And I know that sometimes it's hard to get away. You may have little ones in school. You're going to have to make all kinds of extra arrangements. The men in your life are just going to have to step up um, because it is important for you to grow in Jesus Christ. Oh, we have right? to watch our kids. You have to watch your own kids, man of God. You have to watch your own kids. They actually do sleep in your household. They have their own bed most of the time. So you, you know, this is, this is the first time that sisterhood has had the retreat. So give it up for sisterhood. Pastor Cindy yeah. and her team. It's going to be an amazing event. And we want to thank Pastor Cindy and her, and her leadership team in sisterhood because, you know, they had capped it off at 50. And they were like, I, I'll never forget Pastor Cindy came up. She goes, you think 50 women will come? And I was like, well... You have 90 that show up every week, but I think, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And she said, okay, we'll, we'll keep it at 50. That's and then our, our wait list was like, Praise our wait God. list was just huge. And she said, I, I, we're going to have to reserve more spots. So thank you, ladies, for yeah. answering the call and being sensitive to the voice of God. Amazing. It's going to be an amazing time. You know, amazing national speakers. speaker. That's right. I was just going to say a national speaker. National speaker will be there. woman of God, leader, director, mm-hmm. I am sure. I have no doubt that if you attend, I, I hope to see you there. I will be there. Um, I know that you will grow, and, and, and you will hear a message that God has provided through you, for you, through this Amen. amazing speaker. She's phenomenal. Amen. Um, being God's leading lady on the stage of life, that's going to be right. amazing. You know, uh, most of you know who Tamara Aragon is, who is our guest worship leader from here time to time. She's going to be your guest worship. worship leader over that's there, right. too. Roxy, you don't have to lead worship this one. I know. I, it's, it's both good yeah. and bad all at the same time. I know. Well, you're still going to do it. Yeah, I, I don't care what you tell me. But, hey, church, uh, not only for the women of the church, but also the men of God. Church, this weekend has been just an amazing weekend. Just yesterday, we had over 40 men come to our men's breakfast. And so we thank you, men. 70, Pastor Richard. 70. Where did I get 40 from? I don't know. I don't know what I was looking at, Roxy. But it was 70 men. Thank you. It was 70 men. And so, church... And it's just an amazing time for the men of God to come together, men in New Beginnings. And we always, you know, it's not just exclusive to us. That's the thing I love about New Beginnings Church, right. Roxy, is that it's not just we don't close people. the doors for, say, are you a member here? Let me see your membership, right? We go to the gym and they say, let me see your membership. That's not who we are. And so you're welcome here. So there was 70 men from, obviously, most of them from our congregation, but a lot of them from outside of our congregation to be able to come here and grow and, grow and fellowship with other right. men of God. Iron sharpens iron, as the Bible tells us. But church, another opportunity for men to grow is we have, we partner with another ministry called Men of Honor. And it's for those godly men, amen. Men of Honor, women, I want you to talk to your husbands or your sons or your neighbors or your nephews and you're saying, man, you are a godly man. You need more direction or they've been seeking more direction. Men of Honor is a great opportunity to do that because it's men from around the city with national, again, national, regional, and local speakers that come in and just pour and pour a a time of worship. And we do this once a quarter with Men of Honor. It's just going to be an amazing time. And ladies, you can tell your husbands, you know what, it's okay. I'll take care of the kids while you go to Men of Honor. Finally. I can can do this while you guys go. (laughs) (laughs) So, church, it's going to be January the 27th. And it's going, to be, um, it's going to be at Casa del Rey, which is conveniently located at Coors and I-40. So you don't have to search the entire city. And I, if you know where Coors and I-40 is, there's a Walmart there. You can get a Everybody snack. knows that Walmart. And it's right behind that Walmart. It's okay. just going to be from 9 to 11 on the 27th. So save the date, gentlemen. Save the date. It's going to be really, really cool. And so we're pouring into men. We're pouring into women. And, and 
We're pouring into kids. Did into I take the young people. No, you didn't. It's okay. But no, it's listen, fine. this is what we do at New Beginnings Church, right? We mm-hmm. want to make sure that we cover everybody. So we That's talked right. about what we're doing for the women. We talked about what we're doing for the men. But I want to just reach out to you, you parents that have kids that are going back to school. In case you didn't know and you realized your kids were missing from the house, they have gone back to school. They for, got some reason, for some reason, we have more groceries. I don't yeah, know there's why. There's food <laughs> at school, so they went to school. They'll be back. They need dinner. Um, But now that school has started, now is the time for you as parents to realize, um, to recognize that sometimes our kids just need a little bit of help. There's all this talk about how kids are behind and behind because of COVID and the whole remote learning. um, And they're having a hard time catching up right now. So if you log into PowerSchool and you don't like what you see in terms of the grades that your kids have, um, New Beginnings Church is here to help. We have a cadre of tutors, a group of teachers. Hey, Siri, define cadre. He needs a tutor. We're going to sign him up right now. (laughs) We have an amazing group of teachers. (laughs) Teachers who are willing to um, tutor your kids in whatever subject they need, primarily math and science. I will be the first to admit I am not your kid's math tutor. That is not my forte. But there are people who are really good at math and are willing to to, to tutor your kids. Sign them up now before, you know, it's the end of the semester and they're failing their grades and they don't know what the word cadre is. <laughs> cadre. You know what? I cadre you to sign up. I don't know if I use that in the correct context, incorrect. but I, I cadre okay. you. It's okay. Hey, church, in all seriousness, look, the, the link is behind me, that QR code. <laughs> Por eso, Roxy, that's Por fine. Eso. You know, that link is behind me, and go ahead and sign and save your spots up because as finals come creeping up really fast, those spots fill up really, really fast. So I tell you, church, scan that QR code that's behind me and sign your child up, sign your student up. Uh, so church, that's math for math and science specifically, and we have educators that are helping because trust me, you don't want Kadri and me helping the kids out with, with math and science. Maybe English, but not math and science. But church... Uh, while you're in that app, you downloaded the app, and you're signing up for everything you have to do, church, the bottom right-hand corner, we talk about that heart, amen, we can't do it without the heartbeat of the church, you and I are the heartbeat, and because of your faithful obedience in the tithe, that's how you and I can take advantage and participate in things like offering student uh, tutoring, and the outreach that you, you know, Friday we gave away 12,000 pounds of food, church. Man, 12,000 12, needy family, right? That's so many amazing. people are thankful for you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your obedience in the tithe. And church, if you want to know how to participate in that and you've never done that, the ways to give electronically are behind me or in front of you at home. Or church, you can drop off maybe a check or some cash, uh, your tithe into uh, an envelope, put an envelope, and you can put it in one of the tithing boxes to your entryways into this sanctuary. Thank you so much again, church. Why don't you give a round of applause for your faithful obedience in the tithe. You're making a difference, church. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We call up our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield, to give you some fire today. Amen. So when you go home today and they say, uh, what would you learn at church today? Condred. <laughs> it's a group. <laughs> uh, teenagers, uh, you guys have already been dismissed. If you haven't already left, you're welcome to leave to the youth chapel and uh, have an awesome time there. Guys, uh, last week, 
we kicked off a new sermon series. Um, and right before I start, I, I do want to say this. There's a very special person here today that is a year older. And that is our pastor of pastoral care, Eddie Mirabal. Eddie, stand up real quick so everyone knows. It's his birthday. At the count of three, say happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday. We love you, Pastor Eddie. And, uh, and, but we kicked off this sermon series to help us really realize that there's real hope and there's care and there's a way out of our mess-ups. Because in life, we have really made some bad calls and we've put ourselves in some situations that have caused great pain to us. And it's brought hurt and habits and hang-ups that now we don't even know how to get beyond. And we don't know what to do about it. And we looked at Matthew chapter 5, where it has a beatitude. And in verse 3, uh, Jesus is talking there, and he says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. So he's talking about poor in spirit, and he blesses those. And that word blessed means happy. So he makes you happy when you finally understand that you're really in need, that you realize you need him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And, and, and the reality choice we were talking about last week is that we realize that I'm not God. You are not God. We're not God. Yet we play God all the time. We just take matters into our own hands, and God goes, oh, don't do that. And we go, no, I got it, God. I got it. I got it, really. I, I, I've done this 20 other times, and they've all ended disastrous, but this is going to be the one that it won't. You know what I mean? And, and we just make these dumb calls in our life that we're like, what's wrong with us? Uh, but we're not God, and we admit I'm powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing. And, and we end up doing the wrong thing, and it's like, God, what's wrong with me? And my life is unmanageable, that we just think, man, I'm, I'm really out of control. I'm really unraveling. I'm, I, I need some help. And so our life's choices really build walls around us. We we mess up, and then we're, we're filled with shame, we're filled with guilt, we're filled with resentment, we're, we, we don't know what to do, and because of the decisions we keep making and our lives, hurts, habits, and hang-ups just keep building more and more and more, and before you know it, you're, you're, you find yourself like in a cage, uh, in, a, in a jail cell, and, and you've created it. And picture with me a real big bird cage. And, and, and the lock is on the inside, and you have the key. Yet you stay in there because you don't know how to get out, and you don't know how to, how to be set free. Well, I want to tell you that I'm so glad you came today because I want to talk about the hope choice. I want to talk about the hope that we have in the Lord. Hope, the hope choice is earnestly believe that God exists. Because a lot of times we don't even think he's there. We think, yeah, God, God, he's up there he's messed with me and caused all this problem. No, we earnestly believe that God exists and that I matter to him and that he has the power to help me change because change is never easy. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, the next beatitude, 
he says right there, God blesses those who mourn, who are broken, who have a brokenness, for they will be comforted. Father, in the name of Jesus, I really pray that you uh, take your word and your Holy Spirit and work in our heart, our minds, and everyone in this room and everyone watching online, that Lord, everyone that can hear my voice, that they really hear yours. And I pray for transformation in Christ's name, amen. You see, we confess our sin and admit that it's there. And, and that's what we need to get to. Or we finally confess our sin and admit it's really there. Because we try to run from it all the time. Our path of trying to comfort and, and, and get hope is escape. We want to escape situation. Back in the old days, for those of you that are old, old enough to remember, there was a commercial that said, Calgon, take me away. Do you remember that? See, the young people are going, what's Calgon? You know, is, is that a drink I don't know about? No, you see, it was, like, it was like getting in a bubble bath, and finally I get to get out of here. But, but the problem is, is we really do try to seek escape from our situation with a lot of different methods. I mean, we, we go to comfort food, and you're there munching on chips, and you don't even know why you're eating them. You're just eating away. Or sometimes you go to drugs, or sometimes you go to gambling, and, and we have casinos in every direction. Now you don't even have to go to the casino. You could just gamble on your phone. And, and then there's alcohol. They'll even deliver alcohol to your house now. I mean, it's like then some people go shopping, the, the shopping networks at night. You, some of you that are insomniacs, you end up ordering stuff that you don't even need uh, just to, to feel good. And then you get it and you ship it back. That's why they have all these great deals with the overload, the overstock, because people just didn't know what to do. They just wanted to try to medicate themselves. Or some people turn to sex. They turn to pornography. They turn to uh, literally hiring somebody, illicit sex. Uh, uh, they, they, they have an affair. They just, for the excitement, the thrill. Others, it's entertainment. They just uh, go to, to entertainment. Uh, others, self-pity. They just really beat themselves up and, oh, my gosh, and they, I'm not worthy of anything, and they lock themselves up, and they go into deep depression. Some people just get, grab a quart of ice cream, you know? Yeah, See, there's, that's what happened at first service also. Everyone's like, oh, man, why do you have to talk about that? <laughs> because that's my comfort, you know? But, but really, we grab a quart of ice cream or, or work. You just work, 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 work. Whatever form of escape, it's not healthy because no matter how comfortable your life might get, your soul is still not comforted. You still have a troubled soul. And that trouble just really messes you up and it, and it really affects you. And there's a man that is here, this brother, amazing brother that I've come to know, and he's here today today to share from his heart ours how he took the steps to finally open that cage and get free and to find that hope. Would you welcome Miles, uh, our brother, and thank you so much, brother. We love you and we're praying for you.
Well, welcome everyone. Uh, it's such a blessing to be here, and thank you, Pastor, for having me, and just um, the church in general, just thank you so much. And before I start, my Heavenly Father, may the word spoken today just bring you glory. Amen. So on this first question, I'll just have you raise your hands if you would. Uh, I just ask that if anyone has struggled with financial situations, anger, guilt, depression, divorce, or loss of loved ones. So there's many of us that have done that. Uh, in Celebrate Recovery, we call these hurts, habits, and hang-ups. All of the above and many more are covered with the umbrella of Celebrate Recovery. And now the next question, I'm going to caution you not to raise your hands. Uh, who has struggled with pornography or lust? You know, I'm going to raise mine because I have, and that's why I'm here talking to you today. Um, you know, many things happened during this time, and what I did caused disastrous results in my life. And I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with pornography and lust, and my name is Miles. So a short synopsis of my life, and the reason I'm saying it's short, generally in uh, CR we would do quite a bit here, but my life was relatively uneventful. But simply, you know, God provided me with an incredible loving family. Uh, there were four of us. I was the youngest, and my mom, my dad died when I was four months old. So um, my mother exhibited all the qualities of a godly woman, and that's what I learned from as I was growing up. And then once a computer entered the world and the Internet grew, I purchased a uh, computer for the business so that I could do my plans on them and everything and make it uh, more easy and everything to be able to do. And what a blessing it was. So, however, what started as a blessing turned into pornography through the Internet that grabbed my attention. And the computer, the computer was meant to be good, but evil definitely lurks within it. I spent countless hours viewing pornography. My mind took me deeper into my sinful world, and I began to do things that I thought I would never do. I took God speaking to me, to my, or it took God speaking to my wife in the form of a woman in a telephone call that she turned my life upside down, and it also led me to what I thought would be divorce, but I found healing. As God said in Luke 8, 17, for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out in the open. I had fears of my wife finding out what I'd been doing. I was worried that my secrets would be revealed. I was angry at this person that called. I lost control of all the things that I thought I had control over. It was about me, my problems, my misery. I was no longer living at home. The day I checked, uh, that next day I checked out a few things so that I could see about ridding my life of the lust that had overwhelmed me. See, in the past, I thought I had control over everything until I could not, and I found out that I had no control. Time for a 9-11 prayer. God help me. A verse came to mind at this time. It's Luke 11, 24 through 26. When an unclean spirit comes out of a man, it passes through arid places, seeking rest, and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house that I left. On its return, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more wicked than itself, 
and they go in and dwell there. And the final plight of that man is worse than the first. I had no desire to let those seven spirits enter. God guided me to enroll in what we call Bible study fellowship on Monday evenings. And then he sent me to three different meetings in one week. I attended two Sexaholics Anonymous meetings. I visited with my pastor on Thursday and he told me about a brand new group called Celebrate Recovery that met at a downtown church. So I started that on Friday evening, March 12, 2004. God is so good that he brought me there. I consider myself one of the blessed men because God's ministry of Celebrate Recovery taught me that as a man, I can be vulnerable, talk to other men about my struggles, my marriage, my lustful desires. I can even shed tears in front of others. I can admit my past sins and not blame anyone. Having God and other men come alongside me created the man that he intended me to be. I am blessed because I can share with others in a safe place. God is there with us. He allows us to get rid of our baggage of sin and guilt. By sharing with other men, God brought me through a chaotic time in my life. The pornography use created a separation from my wife and family. It also created a separation with God. God was always there, but you know, it was me, my thoughts, that I had to clean up my life before I could go to God, and that is totally a lie. God wants us. That's when he can reach us at the best is when we're at our darkest time. He brought healing by bringing my wife back together, and um, the marriage has thrived since then. Twenty years later, our marriage is incredible. He has brought true friends into my life. God chose a fallen man to become a ministry leader in 2008 at the Downtown Celebrate Recovery. In 2014, God placed me in his Celebrate Recovery ministry ministry at City Vision Church in Rio Rancho. I am God's servant, and he blesses me with his presence every day. And also, one, one thing that's I think brings me the most joy is I get to see what's happening here at New Beginnings Church, and I get to witness uh, Bishop and Lenora starting up a Celebrate Recovery here, and I just can't imagine that it will not just blossom. And one other thing, uh, I want to do another verse. It's 11, Luke 11:36. 11, if you are filled with light with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight is shining through you. Make a choice and let Celebrate Recovery shine God's light into those dark corners of your life. He has given me a sinner, you know, life in abundance that I thought I would never have. Thank you for letting me share. I'm Miles. Miles, thank you so very much for just your boldness, your honesty, your transparency today. I know it can't be easy, but I'll tell you what, it's sure helping all of us realize that we took our focus off of you and all of a sudden God started showing us us. And we're like, wow, we got some stuff we got to deal with. Every one of us has some kind of a hurt or habit or hang up that We've tried to stuff in and just ignore. Um, Miles, not everyone gets up and shares their whole story, do they? No, they don't. I sure didn't before Celebrate Recovery. And, and you did today, 
thank you for doing that. But how would you encourage someone that right now, and they're going, oh my gosh, this guy just told my story, and mine's pornography, or mine's not pornography, it's this other issue. But you think there's really hope for me? There absolutely is. Whenever I started Celebrate Recovery, I was just grasping at straws, trying to repair a lot of damage that I'd done. And thankfully, Celebrate Recovery was there. And it truly opened my eyes. When I first started, I was one of those that didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. I owned my own business. I didn't want anyone to know. But it took about three months before I realized how important it was to open up and to be able to fully share with other men and women. Now, as far as the small groups, it's men and women separately. But that is where the true healing comes in, to be able to have other men that are willing to, you know, open up also and to share and to just come alongside one another and truly let God in. And one of the things we strongly emphasize at Celebrate Recovery at Life's Healing Choices class is that everything is in a black hole conversation. It stays there. It's kind of like Vegas. What happens in CR stays in CR. We don't take it out. We don't talk about anyone else's issues, even in cars. It's a, it's a real healing place, isn't it? Amen. And on that, uh, I will say that anonymity and confidentiality are crucial. And now I'm up here in front of everyone here. It's by my choice. And I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm not sharing their stories. I'm sharing mine and my testimony. Well, we're sure grateful that you did. Father, thank you for Miles. Lord, continue to just use him to impact hundreds and hundreds of lives the way you're using him to lead uh, CRs and to really lead people into freedom. And Lord, continue to bless him and his wife and his family. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Thank you, Miles. Blessings to you, my brother. Love you, man. So then how do we get there? What's God's plan for comfort and hope? First of all, we need to see God for who he really is. We need to really see who God really is because we have this image of God. If you talk to people who God is, a lot of us, I used to see God as a sniper. He was up there on the throne with a scope, and he had his sights on me, and he says, go ahead, Richard, make my day. You know, ready to take me out, man. Like, zoom, and there you are, a chicharron, poof. Like, wow, what's that? Oh, that's Pastor Richard. He, he messed up, you know. But, but that's not God. God's not a condemning God. God came into this world to set us free. God loves us. He made us, and he made a way out of that cell we have built for ourselves. He's made a way out, and he wants to free us. He doesn't want to lock us up. And so you have to really understand that. And sometimes you say, yeah, well, then why God do this, and why God do that, and why God? God didn't do it. God has given you a free choice, and we mess up our free choices. And with our free choices, we have created all kinds of havoc. Look what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 34. This is what it's talking about, our real God. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us. This is who he is. He died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting 
in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. God is praying for, Jesus is praying for us right now. He's praying for each one of us. He's praying and he's whispering into God's ear, hey God, over at New Beginnings, there's some people that are being challenged to really get some help and Lord, I pray that they'd break free today. You see, because our feelings really mess us up. Our feelings have lied to us. Our feelings have told us a lie and we bought it hook, like and sinker. We really think that, that it, it's true and it's not. And we have to really break away from that. We've got to understand that this is who the real God is. Look what it says in the book of Psalm uh, 86, verse 15. It says, but you, O Lord, it says, you are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. That's who the God that we love is. And that's who the God that loves us is because sometimes we don't understand that love and we reject that love. And when you reject God, you're rejecting love. And when we reject love, you reject God because God is love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, he says, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace because that's who they are. They're a God filled with grace and peace. He wants to give us grace and peace for the situation that we're wrestling against the situation we find ourselves in over and over and over, and that we say, oh, I want to be free of this. Oh, why do I keep doing this? Oh, and you have that moment with yourself and with God that you just feel like you're defeated, but you're not. <coughs> you are literally victorious, and he wants to remind you of that. And in Psalm 23, verse 4, he says, even though you walk, through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Why? Because for you are close beside me. God is right there. Even if you don't feel him, he's right there. Even if you don't feel like you deserve him, he's right there. Even if you don't understand that, he is right there. He says, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You go, yeah, his rod and staff. See, he is a mean God. No, that's the shepherd's rod. It, it would bring direction and correction and say, no, 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 not there, over here, over here, over here. And, and, and it would rescue you. It would protect you and shield you. You see that rod and staff directed and protected and, and guided. And, and, and when you go to, to Life's Healing Choices, the class we have on Tuesday night is to celebrate recovery. Man, it, it's amazing. We just kicked it off this past Tuesday. If you want to go, you didn't sign up, you show up. This Tuesday, it's this Tuesday night. If you get right out of work, you go, man, I can't even eat. You know what? We serve dinner here. And the dinner's for free. If you want to leave a donation, that'd be great. And if you can't, that's all right, too. But at 6.15, we start serving dinner. At 7 o'clock, we go into the class. We have some worship and praise, and then they take us through some stuff on the screen, and then we break up into men over here, women over here. And it's such a healing time in the time of like, whew, wow, I can exhale finally. Whew, I don't have to carry this load. I don't have to wear this mask anymore. This is amazing, God, what you're doing in my life. You see, when you're in a group, you can share your heart and, and you can share God's love with one another and you could receive God's love from one another and you can receive God's hope with one another. 
And it's amazing what takes place. So first of all, you really need to see who God really is. Then we need to see who we really are. We need to take a real good look at ourselves because you know what? We're, we're not crazy. I mean, there's a few of us, okay, we, you, you know who you are, okay? We, we love you. No, no, I, we're joking, you know? I mean, we kind of still, but all kidding aside, dude, we're, we're just broken. We have so much brokenness in our life, we, we, we've never opened up about it. We've never told our story since childhood. We haven't told our story since grade school or, or junior high or high school or college or, or the first years of marriage, and then the marriage fell apart, and, and you had so much pain, and then you went into another relationship, and that one didn't work out, and you have these brokenness and hurt, and you have regret from your bad decisions and stuff. But every single one of us has that. The Bible says it this way in Romans 3, I mean, yeah, 3.23, he says, for everyone, you know who everyone is? Everyone. That means even you. Because we think everyone is everyone. But it's everyone, us included, has sinned. And we all fall short of God's glorious standard. We, we just don't measure up. And, and God is saying, but I love you. We, 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 we can't hide our brokenness. We think we hide it really good. Miles set it up here. He thought he had it all hidden really good. And then some lady ratted him out. Your husband's having an affair. And he hated her and hated himself and hated his wife. Hated it. Just, he was all messed up. He was making these decisions that were costing him great. And, and he thought he had it hidden real well. Some of us think we have it hidden really well, don't we? I'm not hurting anybody. And if you took a survey in your house, and if they told you honestly how much pain they have because of your decisions, you'd realize how much you're hurting them. You see, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verse 2, it says right there that the time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed. Hijola. Are you happy or sad you came to church? <laughs> and all that is in secret will be made known to all. In the message Bible, this passage says, you can't keep your true hidden, your true self hidden forever. Before long, you'll be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. Man, hasn't that already happened? And yet you put on a new mask instead of getting the help you need. We're offering you the help. We're saying this is an amazing tool to get that help. You see, you're broken, but you're also loved very much by God. God is loving, and his love is everlasting. You see, human love fails. Human love fades. Human love is conditional. Oh, if you do this, I'll love you. If you do that, I, I won't love you. Oh, I, I really loved you this morning, but I don't know about this afternoon. And, and are, are you with me? Come on, we've all been there. We have this human love, and, and, and it's temporal, and, and God's love is from everlasting to everlasting. It's, 
it's faithful love. It's it, it's a genuine love. His his love never fails. It never fades. God is amazing. In Jeremiah thirty one verse three, he says, "Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people. Long ago, the Lord said to Albuquerque in five oh five and five seven five and all in New Mexico and even beyond." I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. In Psalm 119, verse 76, he says, now that your unfailing love comfort me, just as you have promised me, your servant. Please, Lord, comfort me. You see, he promises that. God's love isn't earned we can't earn it because a lot of times we go, I don't deserve it. No, you don't. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. We're all messed up. Some of us were messed up, right? I know I was messed up. Now I'm just messed. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm like, like, messed? I'm just messed. You know, it's like, but really, God has done something great. Look what it says in Romans 3.24. It says, yet God in his grace, and God, yet God freely in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. And that we're, we're, he declares that we're righteous. He declares it. God says, you're righteous. We don't feel righteous, but he says, I don't care about what your feelings are. I'm giving you what truth is. He says, he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. Aren't you excited about that? That's like, thank you, God. You see, we don't feel loved, yet we are. You see, we, we have to get worse before we get better. It's like, oh, you don't understand. I'm just all messed up. That's why he says, blessed are those who mourn. Because when you finally get to that point where you realize how messed up you are, where I am really messed up. Now you could get better. Now when, when you're completely weak, I, I just can't do this anymore. Now you could get strong. You could get strength. You could really grow. And so this is what he has for us. So we need to see who God really is. We need to see who we really are. But then we need to see how God can change us how he truly can change us. God can change anyone. Listen to me, anyone. I don't care how messed up you are, God can change you. But we have all these negative attitudes towards change. Change is never easy. I've even said this before. Cross your arms a certain way that you always cross yourself. And then if I say cross them the other way, man, it, it feels really weird. It's like you don't even know how to do it. Like, how do I do it? And, 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 and it feels uncomfortable. And that, if that's crossing your arms, can you imagine changing your life? But God changes it. But we say, I don't have time to change. How, how can I change? So I'm just trying to change my kid's diaper. I'm trying to get the clothes ready, trying to get them ready for school. Then I have to go to work. Then I have to take them to soccer. Then I have to take them to football. Then I have to take them to baseball and ballet and gym. And, and my husband's over here. My wife's over here. And we're going in different directions. Who has time to change? Or we also go into the mode where, 
who are you kidding, man? God can't change me. I'm too far gone. I'm, I'm way out there. I'm telling you, God can transform lives. God, this, look, we have a room filled with transformed lives. If everyone in this room got up here like Miles and shared your story, we'd be going, oh my gosh. This room's filled with a bunch of psychopaths. (laughs) But you know what? Psychopaths for Jesus. (laughs) Because you know what? He transforms us. He makes us new. We're not the psychopath anymore. We're following Christ. He wants to change us and make us new. In Isaiah chapter 40, I love this passage. This was the very first sermon I ever preached in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 41 and a half years ago. Have you never heard? And I always think of it like, Hiri, 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 have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is everlasting, God, the creator of all. He's saying, listen up. He's the one, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths, look, when we get older, we go, oh, to be young again. Even youths become weary and tired, and young men fall in exhaustion. But those who wait on the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, those who believe in the Lord, those who surrender to the Lord, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Man, isn't that amazing? I mean, how does that work? It's by trusting God. You see, we're, we're like a, a hummingbird. You ever seen a hummingbird? Kind of little thing that their wings are flapping a million miles an hour, and they, and they, they go here. They're in this bush and that bush and that flower and this flower and that, and that nectar and this and that and that and that and this and that, and they're going all over the place. And you know what? That's you and me. We're going all over the place trying to find hope and peace and love, trying to go and, and say, I, I, I need love, I need hope. I need hope, I need love, I need help, I need help. And he says, no, no, I'm gonna, you're going to mount up with wings as eagles. And the eagle's wings are amazing. They were designed by God, and, and they catch the updraft. They kept the updraft of the air, and it causes the eagle to be the highest soaring bird that exists. And they go in heights greater than any other bird because they get the updraft. Don't you understand when you give your life to Jesus Christ and finally surrender to him, he gives you the updraft. He takes you up. He lifts you up. He gives you God's hope. He gives you God's power. He gives you God's freedom. He gives you God's anointing. He gives you himself. Isn't that what you want? And if you've never surrendered, that's why you're where you are. 
I'm telling you, in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 13, it says, for God is working in you. He's working in every one of you. Those of you watching online, God's working in you. And he's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. In other words, to carry out the mission he's given us. So isn't that what you want? Some of you have never surrendered to Jesus Christ. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And if you want to do that today, I so invite you to surrender to Jesus. Just say, Pastor, that's me. Just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus, and I want to. Amen. Praise God. Anyone else? Say, that's me. I, I really want to start this path with him. If you raised your hand, I want to invite you to come up. I'm not going to embarrass you. Pastor Eddie is going to minister to you. Come over here by the TV. But those of you that raised your hand, let's all pray with them. Amen? Let's encourage them. Let's celebrate them. We want to say praise God for what he's doing. You're making a phenomenal decision today, an amazing decision that will last for everlasting to everlasting. Praise God. So if there's anyone else, just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me my sins. Today I realize I really need you. I need help. I can't do it on my own. I surrender to you. I give you my life. I want to totally surrender and do it your way. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Love you, my brother. Go with Pastor Eddie. He's got some stuff for you. And you know what? I I, I, want to ask where we are. This song that we sang is amazing because it says, man, God, you're showing me. You're showing me who I really am. And we've got to make a decision for us now. I don't know where you are. I don't know if you need to start Life's Healing Choices class. Celebrate recovery class. To just find some healing for your life. I don't know what you're going through, where, where your marriage is, where your relationships are, where you stand. But would you stand with us? And if you need prayer, make your way up. We're not going to prolong this any longer, but <clears throat> we're just going to take a few minutes to make sure we take the time to make things right. So make your way up so our prayer team could pray with you. And just completely surrender it to the Lord right now. And then we'll pray. So just sing it out, would you? You are good in all things perfect. Oh, I can trust your promise. Never see you turn away. You have loved me undeserved. Sing it out. Sing it out as your prayer song. Sing it to the glory of God.
Let's pray. Lord, I trust that you're a living and loving God. Whatever I might be feeling about you, Lord, the truth is that you love me enough to die for me. You sent Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I trust, Lord, that you're a loving Father. And, Lord, that you really want to take me into your arms. So I pray that from this day forward, I can learn to trust you and receive your love and to hold on to you and to believe you have great and mighty things for me. And, Father, we're going to believe that, Lord God, we're going to have great victory and we're going to see you move mightily. So, Father God, pour out your spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sing it out. Sing it out and just praise his name. grateful for coming to church today. Man, God is so good. I pray that as you walk out of this place today, you don't walk out the same exact way that you walked in, that you grab a hold and you were able to reach out and grab a hold of his garment today. And the words that were spoken here are truly transformational in your life. Church, I love you. We love you. We hope to see you this coming Wednesday. And from then on, I bless you. I give you a blessing, church. We love you. We, we can't wait to see you, church. Thank you. You're dismissed in his name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.